Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Famula One. I'm your host, Jamie. I'm here with my sister, Jack. Hi, everybody. And we had quite the week in Vegas. Quite, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it kind of started off with a bang, with this, like, Hunger Games-style opening ceremony. Very on trend, seeing as the prequel movie came out. They just, Vegas knew what they were doing. They were prepped. They were ready. I watched it and I was like, this feels a little dystopian, but okay. (laughs) Um, And then the action continued for about nine minutes in FP1. When my entire world came crashing down. Um, and if you missed, I don't know how you would have missed it, but if we are informing you of what happened, I am very sorry. Essentially, nine minutes into FP1, there was a loose drain cover that Carlos hit, um, which destroyed his car. That whole thing, I guess we'll get to in a second. But yeah. then it, um, they had to basically fill in all of, these, all of the drains, and it took hours. So... A lot of people that paid for tickets on Thursday only ended up getting to watch nine minutes of racing because they were kicked out before FP2 started. Yeah, because those opening ceremonies, those happened on Wednesday, didn't they? If I'm remembering correctly. Like, they didn't even get that. Yeah. So I was like, are you kidding? Um, and Essentially, I think it was something related to like how long they'd staffed everything. Um, So they didn't have enough staff or enough security or something long enough to allow people to stay for FP2 because it was at like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Another thing, I feel like we'll, after we recap what happened this weekend, I think we'll go through, I have opinions. Um, I've loads, so yeah. <laughs> so all of these people got kicked out. They ran FP two, um, but all of these people who paid for tickets to watch FP one and FP two, which were not cheap, were not given an apology in that letter from F one. Yeah, no. And were also then offered a two hundred dollar gift card to the merch store. Would you think about it? I wonder, okay, so at a, we've gone to the IndyCar races in Nashville, and we bought merch there. It was expensive, but I can only imagine, like, it's got to be three times the price buying merch at an F1 race. I don't even well, think also, $200 would, like, really buy you anything. And only that it gives money back to them that they can report that looks makes also, their, looks like, like their race looks successful. Exactly. And then, so you, you're going to buy merch for a race that you only got to watch nine minutes of one practice of? Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you like? And practice tickets are normally like, I mean. I was seeing that the average cost was like $400 for Thursday. Yeah, it is expensive. Obviously, everyone was commenting on the drop. Um, in the past couple of weeks in Vegas, but imagine if you didn't buy when those prices dropped. Imagine if you bought those yeah. original tickets, 
that's insane. I mean, it's even after the price drop, after the price drop, they were still expensive. It was just yeah. significantly less. Um, so according to Twitter, Formula One has now had a class action lawsuit filed against them by 35,000 fans from that Thursday event. I saw that. Yeah. The, um, definitely be watching that one closely. I'll be interested to see how that, that pans out. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, that obviously, I mean, everything makes me think of the 2005 United States Grand Prix. Um, but this made me think of it because there were those class action lawsuits. Yeah. Um, and the if you remember our episode about that, the, the result of a lot of those is that they were not successful in getting compensation in many cases because it was a safety issue. So I think this is a bit of a different situation, right? Because like they couldn't have run FP two before they'd secured the the drains. Yeah, I think so they, they could argue the like, same. Yeah. yeah, but then I think the counter argument, the fan side of the argument, is like you should have had the infrastructure for us to be able to stay and watch what we paid for. So I think it'll be an interesting thing to watch play out. Yeah, or I just like wonder if there's. You know, we both work in business settings. Like, there's always something. Like, I feel like there's got to be like some form of like fine print, right? That's like you're kind of coming at your own risk, whether that's safety wise or like you. You know, we might have to red flag the race on Sunday, and yeah. you know, we don't get to restart it, or we might have to cancel it. Like, I wonder if there's like some form of like fine print like, that people like really didn't read. That like yeah, is gonna. I also that's a really good point. I will, I, I would imagine there's some sort of like terms and conditions where it's like, when you are purchasing a ticket for that day, you're purchasing a ticket for that day, not necessarily the session scheduled for that day. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Yeah, so it'll be, yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting. Definitely will keep an eye on it. though, because that will definitely define like how I think Vegas, you know, it's got one more year in its contract right on the calendar. Then we'll see. I thought it was 10. Am I? No, I thought it was um, till 25. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll double check. I, the, whole, double the, check. The, the whole weekend, I was like, okay, perfect. Um, while you're double checking that, Jack, I will set up the second part of this issue that ruined my weekend. Carlos signs this weekend for sure, a lot of people's weekend, which is the damage that Carlos sustained to his car from hitting this loose drain cover was obviously extremely extensive. For whatever reason, there isn't a loophole or enough give in the rules that the stewards gave him a 10 place grid penalty for fixing the car. That is bananas to me that like genuinely i this is the pinnacle of motorsport and you don't have a way to kind of avoid that like the rules are the rules you have to get a 10 place grid penalty for hitting a, a loose drain cover that the fia in formula one was supposed to ensure that the track was safe to drive on yeah, that it didn't make sense to me at all. And also we were in practice. So I don't understand. I know like it was like, oh, you had to like work on that 
engine. So it's like, but I thought like, I don't know. I don't think I fully understand the, um, the rules of like practice versus being in what is it, park farming. Beyond working like that, park farming, it was just the parts he had to take are those, you know, the, how there's certain parts where you get an allocation and if you have to take another one, you get a grid penalty. Yeah. So it was those okay. parts. So even beyond, I do believe, I actually don't recall part, when park farming conditions start. I don't, I think it's, before, I don't know. But park farming wasn't, I don't think the issue here it was the parts that they had to replace. Just because his car was that. destroyed. They put, they, um, Fred Vassar, I think, is talking about now how he's like taking action and being like, we need to get compensation for the parts that were destroyed that were, it was yeah. not our fault. It's not like he crashed and we had to replace everything. It was like, you guys didn't do the track properly. And we had to spend over a hundred, uh, no, excuse me, over, I think $1.5 million repairing this car. That w wasn't our fault. We were literally just doing like, what? Just, we we're just doing some laps and you destroyed our car and put us at risk of not competing. Bananas. The fact that they could not get him out of that grid penalty and they were like, the stewards are like, there's nothing we can do. Insane to me. Insane. I just don't get like how tight are those rules then? Like there's yeah, like so there's, there are like some F1 rules that are so loose that I'm like, we need to lock that up. We need to lock it up like years ago. And but this one, what this one's so airtight, you can't even just move like put in some form of wiggle room of like, oh, well, we're gonna look at the circumstance. Yeah, like extenuating circumstances. It's like crazy to me. There was also the rumor that I don't know that it's confirmed that like the teams all but Mercedes agreed to vote to not have Carlos have a penalty. I don't know how true that is because again, going back to the 2005 United States Grand Prix, the teams were also voting to add a chicane and it, the FIA was never going to let that happen. Yeah. So I don't know how like true or not true that is. Regardless, it's ridiculous. It, it's crazy. I still can't but, believe it, to be honest. Oh my God. But, but a nice bright shining star that did begin around this chaos max was on hater mode to the max this weekend i loved it <laughs> i loved it i was eating it up every single second i was like because yeah because we were Speak like we're truth. pissed that you're there you're pissed <laughs> that you're there like we are on the same page oh my god every if you missed Max's just never-ending tirade this weekend, he didn't like the opening ceremony. Um, he did not like the track. He actually, I think, said at one point, this is not an interesting track to me. Um, yeah, he did. And he, he, which I do like to a lot of his points, I, I somewhat agreed, where he was like, this is just all like a big show for these people to like, go party like no one actually cares about the racing 
And I, it did, there were points where I was like, this is getting a little too kitschy and ridiculous. Um, 100%. But I was, I was like, this is the most, I've, this is the most I've ever loved Max Verstappen. I was like, keep going, give him more interviews. Keep saying it. Was it was so funny. He was like, we look like clowns. This is 99% show, 1% racing, which was 100% true. He was also, um, he was in an interview, he was in the pen. And the interview was like, is it a fun track for you um, to like be going on like down the strip? And he was like, he just immediately just said no. And then that was it. It was no period. No is a full sentence and Max Verstappen knows it. I loved it. I loved it. I, ugh, it was incredible. Um, also, the tweets that went along with it, everybody on Twitter was having a field day. It was great. The meme tweets. This is, you know, there's parts where you're like, God, social media is like kind of rough. Gotta like, but the things like this is when we all come together. And it's like, this is why we need social media in, in these circumstances. A hundred percent. Everybody was on their game and they knew it. The... Uh, even like the admins for the teams were on it. Williams admin for the sphere was hilarious. Did you um, see during the delay between FP1 and FP2, uh, Williams and Alpine admins played tic-tac-toe on Twitter? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, Alpine stepping it up as they should be. They have a lot to lean into. And they need to. They need to start doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, the sphere was honestly, I think, the star of the show. I love the sphere. I want a sphere at every race. It was great. I, I loved love it. the sphere. I really so- wanted it to. I commented on like Sports Illustrated F1's TikTok because they were saying we need to get the um the iconic drive to survive principal meeting between, you know, it's like, I have it, I have it printed out, you know, like those sort of things. I was like, we need to start a GoFundMe. And uh, people were into it. Sports Illustrated commented back and I almost died. Maybe next year. Maybe (laughs) Maybe next year. year. We'll start it next year. Yeah. So I was looked Uh, up really quick if, because I thought it was till 2025 they had it, but everyone, I'm getting like, um 10 years or design there doesn't need the race I thought it was, event over the next 10 years i thought it was 10 years yeah which seems like all is that a lot when you add a new i don't i feel like i haven't really been a i guess miami would have been new but i try to block out miami forever <laughs> um unless anyone wants to send me to miami then <laughs> Let's go to my yeah. <laughs> um I'll be in full pitbull costume. Like Jamie. Um yeah. I, I dressed up as Pitbull for the race, the Miami race this year in my apartment um at home. But I would do that again in person if anybody will, wants us to go. We will sweat it out in bald caps in Miami oh, yeah. to whatever your brand is, have us go. Whatever. Um yeah, I, I just feel like that 10 years is a lot for like a new race to join. Seems like like too much. You should be on I a think it's starter all money. pack. Uh, yeah, it's okay. all money though. I mean, you know, a lot of this race I feel like was just sort of blatant money grub, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and Alex like, Earl, I hope you had so much fun at oh, another F1 race. No, I love her. That's not slander. 
Yeah. And I think she's getting into it, honestly. I, like, she looked great. She, she looked great. Love her. Um, and then another TikToker that I follow, Madeline White, I think her name is. And mm -hmm. she's like genuinely into F1. Like she went to a bunch of races she and she went with Ferrari, Ferrari yeah. and she got dressed by Ferrari. And it was so cool. And she got to meet Charles and Carlos and her TikToks were so funny. She's so like, good. I died then. I just died. I didn't know what to say to them. <laughs> so good. Love it. Love I get it. it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as we get through, you know, I guess we'll, we'll get to, well, I guess we've been sharing our opinions this whole time, but we'll get to like oh. real opinions, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, but qualifying oh, happened. Yeah. I it was don't. Friday. Um, I didn't stay up. It was three, two, three a.m. for us on the East coast. So I was not, um, interested in staying awake for that. Um, so I did record it and watch it in the morning. Charlotte Claire yeah. Pole. I'm glad Sparkles. you had a great, a great, great time. Should have been a Ferrari one too. However, that ridiculous grid penalty. Yeah. So it was Charlotte Leclerc first, then Max started second. He qualified third. Um, Williams, P6 and P7. That made me so happy. I went into this weekend being like, you guys, I was trash talking so much to my friends who like don't really know F1, so they didn't care. And But to have to go back and correct myself sucked because I was like, this is... Williams and McLaren's time to shine. They're all, it's all straightaways. There's barely any turns. This is us, which was great because Williams did get like the, was it six? Because uh, the, it, it's six and seven, right? I think they qualified seven and eight. And then with the grid penalty, they were six and seven. Yeah. And then, yeah, McLaren 16 and 19 was sick. McLaren so really struggled. Really struggled. Um, yeah, don't yeah, know. It McLaren. felt like the, it felt like we we're back in the beginning of the season. Was yeah. not a fan. Was not a fan. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, quality was was disappointing. Was interesting about who was who was making it through for sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, but overall, it wasn't like a a wild quality though. Um, it was no, you know, no real like chaotic right till the end type stuff. Um, and then we got to the race, which was at 1 a.m. our time. And we both did stay up for that. Um, and I was like, why am I doing this? This race is going to be boring, which I think a lot of people felt. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Were we wrong? I, you know, yeah. I have been on the hater train ever since they dropped the picture of what the track was going to look like. And everyone was like, it looks like a pig. And I was like, this is going to stink. No, no, no. I'm wrong. Hand, hand up admitting it. I was wrong. I, I thought this was a great race. You thought it was a, Oh, you're like, you're pro now. You're pro Vegas. I'm not pro. No, we'll get to that after. Okay. The okay. But, but you the thought race? the race itself was fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the race was um, fun. It was definitely interesting. There was a lot of stuff going on. I'm sure you got a, you got a race, list to go through. Oh, I got a list. Before the race began, we had, um, which I'm excited to hear your opinion about, um, these driver announcements featuring Bruce Buffer. Mm -hmm. As a self-proclaimed 
LL Cool J apologist for what he did in Miami. How did you feel about that? What do you mean, apologist? I love LL Cool J. <laughs> LL That's Cool right. J, I feel like uh, LL Cool J, I understand like Bruce Buffer, um, he's like the guy. Mm-hmm. Right. In like, in like yeah. sports, you know, like I, I get the significance of him doing it. Um, it just felt for some reason, like Miami, it was just easy. LL Cool J would say his little spiel and he like knew things about each one of them. And like, it just felt a little bit more put together. And then all the guys had to do was just walk out in a straight line and that was it. And they, they were golden. And this one was a little bit different and it made it a lot more awkward and more cringe to watch. <laughs> okay. AKA Lance, AKA Checo, AKA Alex Albon. And I loved all of them. So, okay. I asked because I genuinely can't even watch clips of it back because it made no. me so uncomfortable. I, I, I can't. That Checo um, clip... And he's just I standing wanted- there and he's screaming in his face. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I'm like, I can't watch it. <laughs> and then there's Alex who like thought, I don't know. He just like kept stutter stepping. Like, but it, he was, and he kept looking back being like, I don't know what's happening. So I think it next was not year- the right combo or like setting or something. I understand like yeah. having Bruce there. Like, yeah. especially, like, he's Vegas, sports, I understand that. It was just, I think, maybe a bit too much for some of our more introverted friends on the grid. We got to think about our introverted friends. Yeah. Yeah, because we love them, um, and we appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, I think just simplify it next year. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I understand what they were trying to do, what they were trying to go for especially because Las Vegas is a big like fight city, like UFC, MMA, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like, maybe UFC is MMA. I don't really know. Boxing. That's another one. Um, Your guess is I have no idea. <laughs> so like that was the vibe. I get, I 100% get what they're going for. Um, just maybe, yeah, just simplify it. Maybe, maybe just a quick, practice run not even like a practice run just so everyone can see visualize for our visual learners like me i'm a visual learner you you know just go through it and also um i know you were trying to help bruce with the pronunciations maybe have him run through it with you a couple of times and then him write the pronunciation so he knows how to pronounce people's names charelle Charel, it sounded like something from the DC universe, like comic yeah. book alien. It's Charel coming from the planet Monaco. Like that's how it sounded to me. It did not sound like Charles Leclerc, the Prince of Monaco. Like that's normally what we're used to making those jokes. Not like alien yeah. superhero, whatever Charel is now. I think to like wrap up the Bruce announcements is, um, I would say it was a fantastic V1. And let's make some revisions. Love, yes. Good yeah. good rough draft that made it to the mm-hmm. final, but we'll do another one. Exactly. You, got yeah. ten, you guys got 10 tries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be perfect in 10 years. 
In 10 years, he's got it down. Yeah. Um, and so then the race begins after a slight delay because one of the cars from the driver parade spilled some oil on the track, which was, we know we can't have that. Um, and turn one, the action begins immediately. Deeply aggressive drive from Charles and Max. Um, Max ended up forcing Charles off the track, takes the lead of the race, um, resulting in him getting a five second penalty. But he does remain in the lead of the race for, for the first jump of it. Um, and then also in the back slash middle of the grid, there was a Carlos spin. There was a Fernando spin. There was also then, was it Valtteri who like hit Fernando twice? Did you see that? I think you're, I think it was Valtteri. And I'm here for it. it. Like, Valtteri it was, like, was, I feel like in his element this weekend, shockingly. And I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it was a crazy, another, we've gone through a couple races with some crazy first ones. lap yeah. turn ones. Yeah. So there so, was yeah, yeah, lots of continued. carnage. Carlo, yeah, Carlos is claiming that that was due to the oil spilled on the track. Okay. I don't know. I saw they taking care of it. I'm not quite sure. Who's to say? Um, Martin, I wasn't there. I really weren't there. We would love to go next year. I love Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been. So. We got to get Jamie to Vegas. Um. I, I I remember Martin Brundle and Crofty were talking about like the newness of the asphalt and how yes. they kept saying that oh, because it's so new and it hasn't been driven on a lot is that it's one, it's cold, obviously. So the tires mm -hmm. can't grip. I think it was warmer than they predicted. Um, mm -hmm. But the oils of the asphalt kept like seeping out as it kept um packing down and so they were like that's why it looks like everybody's just slipping and sliding yeah well that's the other thing like they didn't have any support series running with them like typically yeah. there's like f2 f3 i mean at um at coda they had f1 academy yeah um, and there so there were no other cars using this track as well so it was brand new and there was no other cars besides f1 to like lay down more rubber and things like that so that's also definitely a contributing factor um and they didn't have they yeah. had nine minutes of an fp1 and then didn't have an fp2 and so they went from nine minutes they did into quality they did have an fp2 it's just the fans weren't there oh yes yes yeah. um yeah. But it was, yeah, I mean, it's just far less time with cars on the track. Um, but luckily, nobody DNF'd from that first turn. Um, nope. Got some people, you know, obviously falling to the back of the grid with their spins and things like that. Um, but then there was a absolutely massive crash from Lando around lap four. Yeah. Maybe a little later. I think it was um, a little later. If it was four, then that's crazy because that's his number. Maybe it was like lap eight. It was early in the race. It was early um, in the race. A big, yeah, big, yeah, that radio. Did you hear his radio? God. Yeah. It was a really scary In those photos, he God, looked. he's okay. He's okay. He went to the hospital just in case, and then he was actually back with the team before the race ended. Mm -hmm. um, but he looked high out of his mind. <laughs> 
I'm sure they put him pumped him full of painkillers. They I'm give sure him something. Um, do you remember on Bondi Rescue they'd give him the whistle? <laughs> oh my god, Bondi um, Rescue! I love that. Bondi show. Rescue. We're gonna have to do a, another watch of Bondi Rescue, but I wonder. I don't think the U.S. does a whistle, but they must have something similar. Yeah, it's just gotta be like quick. I, it wasn't it like sort of laughing gas that whistle. Like same idea. Mm, yeah, I don't really remember. I, I don't know. So they gave. Long. I'm sure they gave him something. Um, yeah. But apparently, the cause of that crash was a bump on the track that caused Lando to like bottom out and lose the rear. Which then no. that makes me. If that is really the case, I'm like, who checked the track? Because we had uh, a loose drain cover. Yeah. And a bump on the racing line. Yeah, I'm sure McLaren's looking into that. They've got to, if that's the thing. And then I wonder if they'll go in on something with Ferrari then, because they had a significant amount of damage to their car, too, from that crash. So, oh, I did not hear that. Uh, Yeah, so then again, also, allegedly, allegedly. Alleged, alleged. I we don't have was, a legal system. We don't have a lawyer yet. So no I was, oh, listen, if, if you sue us, I was pre-law in college and I think I'd have to handle it. And I, there's a reason I didn't go to law school. <laughs> I took business law. But the only thing I got out of business law is that they don't have to disclose to you when you buy a house if it's haunted. Don't they also not have to disclose like if someone died in the house and stuff? I think if there was a murder then they have to disclose it. But like if someone died of like natural causes, then I don't think so. Any lawyers listening, if you want to help us out. Let's have a lawyer talk pod. If you're a lawyer, lawyer, you want to come on the podcast and answer all of our legal questions, motorsport related and also a lot not motorsport related. There's a lot not. (laughs) Mainly not motorsport related. Yeah, because we're going to have a lot of like um, the show Suits a lot of questions about that yeah there's there's no i always just think about how this will be the last thing i'll say about and then we can move on back to the race none of them none of the women are in business appropriate attire i don't think most yeah there's definitely not a dress code in that office there was there was none i mean they looked fabulous whoever designed those clothes looks amazing. I'm sure they're very expensive, but it's not business professional clothing. I will say in the grand scheme of all the things that they get wrong about the legal system in that show, I feel like the clothing is probably a lower priority one. Maybe. But I would say it's definitely correct. So, uh, (laughs) back to the race. Back to the Uh, race. So after... After the, the uh, crash with Lando, um, Max did have some contact with George, where, like, George didn't really see him. Had some front yeah. wing end plate damage, I think, was really the max from that. Um, Oscar and Lewis also had contact, I think, resulting in one, if not both of them, having a puncture. But, again, both neither of them DNF'd. So, yeah, all good there. So, yeah, that, it's, gr- it's great because... I feel like I was it um George and Max's it was kind of like a boom. Yeah. So it was like a, a little like it was like a little clap. Yeah. Wait, hit the mic. Sorry. Sorry, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Oscar and Lewis one also was not really 
super yeah. I was kind of surprised that they both had even punctures. It kind of just seemed like they like bumped each other. Um, yeah. So, but you know, some really lots of overtaking, some really entertaining racing, kind of up and down the grid, and that sort of came to a close with Charles Leclerc's epic last lap overtake on Checo. I screamed. It was Sorry, amazing. My neighbors. It was two thirty in the morning, but it was awesome. No, it was, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, and our podium. Poor Checo, though. The, yeah, because that's that's the second what, time in a second row. race. Yeah, and Fernando did it to row. him in Brazil, and then Charles did it and to him. Charles, yeah, yeah. Um, but our, it was our podium fun for racing. the first ever Vegas Grand Prix is um, Max P one, Charles P two, and. Checo P3. Um, and then they like had this whole shebang. This is another thing I have an opinion about at the end of the race where they all had to get in a Rolls Royce and like drive to the Bellagio for the fountains. I loved it. Okay, I loved, loved the first it. part. I loved them being in a car. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like they're on a date. This is so cute. Yeah. Um, I just felt it was unnecessary that they drove all the way there. They did the interviews and then it was like, and now everyone be quiet. We're going to watch the fountains. And then now everyone get back in the car and now we're going to drive back to go do the podium. Why not Vegas organizers? If you're listening, why not have them do the podium at the Bellagio and then set off the fountains while they're doing the champagne? Oh, that would look really nice. Like, duh. Yeah, I love that. That would look so nice. Um, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I also didn't understand why they had everyone had to stand and watch. Like, why couldn't we maybe watch the fountains for like a hot second while they get in the car? And um, uh, but the memes that came out of the car were so funny, so funny. Um, also, Red Bull, your race suits killed it killed it's so funny they were so i wish i wanted so badly i was hoping and praying that they were going to make them put the capes on for the podium but they didn't the elvis oh, capes that would have been sick yeah Maybe it's giving the, it was giving 2017 i think austin vibes when they dressed up as like cowboys when yeah. they looked like kind of like a woody yeah um and i loved it because i, I love a special woody. race suit I love a special, like a lean into the theme special race suit. Yeah. How did you feel about Ferraris? Um, we got the merch and the race suits first, and I really wasn't a fan, um, but I loved the livery. So then I was like, okay, with all of it, because it all matched. But I felt like the yeah. livery, like the white Ferrari on the rear wing, delicious. Loved it. So. Yeah, the white was really cool to see. To see all that that was really really cool yeah i like that a lot um yeah. got a lot it was of also hilarious lot. it was hilarious like watching checo and Charles in specifically in the rolls royce as well because they looked like they were just on the same team yeah the red the red was confusing to me for a hot second and every now and then i would look and be like oh carlos yeah. you're there do or what um because the two reds was was confusing not having them yeah, in the I, was confusing i wonder why they didn't just go with both of them in the white 
or not even just like maybe one in the a blue i think because the red bull blue is different than like well, i don't a know much about blue. elvis did elvis wear blue i don't think elvis really wore red i don't know um we also not the seen the, <laughs> i also didn't see i know this is such a sin but i didn't see the elvis movie either me neither have i um, the white but, is what is the, the most iconic for Elvis. Yeah. I'm sure he has a, had worn red at one point. Oh yeah, he's he's got yeah, he's got a lot of them. Okay. Never mind. Never, Never mind. mind. Never Take mind. it back. Never mind. Um, but yeah, so overall I think as far as the weekend, I was pleasantly surprised with how good the racing was. I am this is a race that I'm not I'm looking forward to next year in terms of the race. Um, but I do think there is a lot to be worked out in finding that balance of having a Vegas show and making it very Vegas and very flashy, but not making it kitschy and cringe and annoying. Yeah. Also change the times, please. There is no reason to have it that late, in my opinion. We're already at that point in daylight savings. We've fallen back. Yeah. It just doing no one can who could watch that? I don't think anyone. I don't know. It probably benefited some people, but definitely didn't benefit the, I feel like the majority. I just like you you want to have a night race, great. I think a lot of the issues specifically relating to like that kicking people out and running out of time for people to be able to watch FP2 probably could have been prevented if it was a normal hour. Yeah. Like you don't need to run everything at night. Also you could run quality at night and your opening ceremony stuff at night. And then the race at night, it does not need to be that late. And then I think there's just a lot of logistical things that I, I'm sure will be smoothed out, but like the end thing with, the like driving back and forth from the Bellagio felt too long and disorganized. Yeah. So the car was and there great. Far Loved too it. many people, far too many people on the grid for the grid walk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So like little logistical things like that. Um, and I think hopefully they will find that balance because I think it's fun to lean into the Vegas of it all to a point and that's why i was saying like i agreed with max on on some things because i was it, it felt a bit much at times um so i hope they find that balance but overall i i'm not i i'm a self-admitted retired vegas hater i don't think i'm there yet um yeah i don't think i'm there yet Opening ceremony, I would also suggest, I mean, Kylie Minogue, love you, adore you, I, I, but we don't need 30 seconds to Mars. I know they just announced their their tour. I get why they're doing it, but like, no. Um, there was a lot of people I just didn't know that performed. I don't know, mm -hmm. maybe that's also showing my <laughs> my my age my I listen to like Noah Khan and like that's it so 
maybe that's also part of it. I don't know. I think you just need like also American artists. I know you and Alex had talked about that with Coda last year. Of like yeah, Ed, Ed, Sheeran Ed, Sheeran, performed. Ed Sheeran performed, but it's just like, okay, sick. Like that's so dope. Like, yeah, again, Vegas, like it's sick. You have so many people, so many different types of artists. Like Adele has her residency there. Like maybe just throw in a couple more American artists because it is an American race. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, and it's all things that I think they'll, they'll work out eventually. Right. Um, You know, there are, and you know, everybody who was like ever hosted anything, there's only so many things you can test out before it's just like, you gotta see. Um, So I'm sure they're having their, their debrief meetings galore this week and going through all of this. Um, But yeah, um, I was. I did like the opening ceremony of having each team get announced. Like, especially because you think cool. of like Vegas. It's it's Vegas, kind of again like what Max was saying. It's like ninety nine percent show. There were definitely people. There were a ton of people there who don't know anything about F one, especially because yeah. it is growing in the U S. But it's not a big, big, major thing in the U S. So there's still a lot of growth there. So I think that that's helpful for people too. Yeah. Um. And it a was, lot can it was be cool done, like have their, to like yeah. marry the show with actually making like yeah. making people understand more. Like there were the amount of people that I saw that were kicked out that Thursday that were not Formula One fans. They either like lived in Vegas or they were like an influencer or something, and they were saying like they were missing the race. Like just basic things. Yeah. Like these people didn't understand they were watching practice. They thought they were watching a race. So there are so many ways that you can like make it a show, but still make it engaging and and inviting people in to learn more about the sport. Yeah. Like I would 100% suggest inviting some F1 motorsport influencers, content creators, try to mesh them in with the other influencers that you're bringing in to balance out that, oh yeah, I'm here. Let's go watch the cars go vroom, vroom, jokingly. And it's like, okay, well, some people would kill to be in your shoes. It's kind of the same thing with like the Miami thing of, I want this sport to grow. Like, it's so cool. Like you can definitely tell like Alex Earl is definitely getting a little bit more into it. Um, Or at least I think she learned from some of the backlash that she got from Miami. But it's just like, there are so many people out here who would just kill to have those seats. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a balance that you find, right? Like yeah. at the end of the day, one, I personally think anybody that, you know, wants to watch an F1 race should be allowed to, regardless of if you've never even seen it before, if you're invited, go for it. I'm so excited for you. Um, but there is also and that, that those people, the people that don't know anything, but have followings are the people that are actually going to, make a profit for these brands that are sending them there. Yeah. You know, they're going on a brand deal. Um, But the balance, yeah, the balance to be struck of also including and doing more outreach. And I think this is a huge opportunity just for Liberty Media and Formula One that they haven't taken advantage of. It's like you have this gigantic online community of all of these creators who want to spread the sport and want to educate people about the sport take advantage of that yeah come on 
my Italian hands yeah. are coming out. Please. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like you, like you said when what we were talking about with Greg, um, last episode of there are people online everywhere for this sport. And so you will always be able to find somebody who wants to talk about this sport, whether it's to promote the race that's going on in their their home country or in even like their home city. You know, some people are very lucky to have that. So there are people out there. Just do some Googling, take advantage. And uh, we need to go on Google, like just scroll on TikTok a little bit or scroll yeah. on Instagram. You'll find them. I'm sure they've tagged you. I'm sure. <laughs> As um, people who have tagged you, we know they've tagged you. AKA also Williams, I've tagged you a ton. James Vowles, we followed you on Instagram. We love that you're on it. Oh my gosh, welcome to Instagram, James Vowles. Um, <laughs> with that though, that does relate to just a little fun thing we're gonna do for today's episode, because we did take 45 minutes to talk about Vegas. Um, There's a lot that happened. Yeah. It, if you are listening to this as it comes out and you are also in America, um, it is Thanksgiving week in America. It's a holiday about giving thanks, reflecting on the things that you're thankful for. So Jack had this lovely idea that we take a little bit of time to share a few things that we're thankful for in motorsport. Um, yeah. Do you want to kick it off, Jack, since this was your your brainchild? Absolutely. I'd like to start with something that is very near and dear to my heart, and I think about probably every other day, is, you know, the Ferrari singing along to their national anthem after Carlos won the race in Singapore. I'm very grateful for the Ferrari fan base, I think you guys are spectacular. I think the Ferrari mechanics are spectacular. Uh, and yeah, I think that it's just like very, very grateful. It's something that just warms my heart every time. So great. The pride. It's just pride. a match. Yeah. Um, my first thing that I listed that I am thankful for is... Um, F1 Twitter users who have this uncanny ability to make everything into a meme, not only that, but to do it so quickly that I could not tell you the amount of stories and the amount of breaking news I learned through an F1 Twitter user's meme. I love it. And they're so funny, dude. Not talking like quickly, yes, but so funny. Always, they Pretty always hit. So creative. Incredible. It's also I, funny because we as a fandom have like, there's two memes that I think of pretty often because we see them a ton because they they just work every time is the, one of them is the, like in the pool swimming. It's like the mom helping yeah. the one, it's like lifting him up like Simba. And then there's the one kid who's drowning. And then there's like, you sink deeper. And then there's the skeleton. And then the other one is from the community the show and it's the guy entering um it's childish gambino entering with pizza and everything's on fire because <laughs> those two it's just like one or the other where some yeah. so many amazing things happen that we kind of focus on one thing or absolute chaos 
just erupts that it's overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just never boring. It's always fun. Um, I, I do, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan. I'm not a contributor. I don't tweet. I just view. Um, so I'm very thankful for all of you that do the, the legwork in the creation of those tweets. We view, we like, we repost. Absolutely. So everyone else can see your beautiful work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I would also like to say that I am grateful for, um, Lance's hand surgeon for getting Daniel back on the grid. And Lance. Where he belongs. And 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 Lance. Insanely quick. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's some sort of black magic happening. We will see what that happens. But very grateful for you, doctor. Because I don't know if it's a man or a woman. So I won't say. I'm just going to say doctor. Very grateful for you, doctor. We are very, very grateful for you. Um, I am grateful for whatever team employee is in charge of coming up with the fun little challenges that the drivers have to do for the team YouTube channels, because they're always great. You are so creative. Yeah. Keep doing you. Keep going. Give us more. I love this. The social media admins are definitely working hard. You guys are killing it. Um, Especially those... You know, the Arrow McLaren admin, IndyCar McLaren, you guys kill it always. You guys are so funny. Arrow McLaren, IndyCar team admin, probably my number one underappreciated admin on motorsport. And they, did you see that they made the social media ad? I don't know if it was a social media team. I wouldn't be surprised. They made the three guys make a cake. Pato, yes. <laughs> had to make a cake, but they couldn't. Each one like had a sense taken away. Yeah, like oh, Pato couldn't un- see. Unreal, unreal. It was so good. If you are into IndyCar, you will love this video. If you are not into IndyCar, this video is the perfect way to get you into IndyCar. 100%. Highly recommend watching that. Highly recommend. My favorite, my favorite part is when um when um Alexander goes feel it. And yeah. Pato just puts his hand in cake batter. In cake batter. And then and then starts wiggling his fingers around. And <laughs> David can't talk. And he's just dying. And <laughs> Alexander's just like screaming because he can't hear. He has like those headphones yeah. in. It was so funny. And Pato so can't good. see. Highly and recommend. Pato's like, he's like, Love you it. said to feel it. <laughs> so yeah, very funny. Um I also wanted to say that I am grateful for, it seems like odd timing since we didn't do that well, but McLaren's upgrades because it's given us seven Lando podiums and two double podiums this season and a Oscar Piastri sprint race win. So very exciting. Strongest year in a long time. In a long time. The papaya is strong and we just hope that it continues next year. And Zach Brown, I will be very grateful for you if you give us a full chrome car next year. That's my only condition. Give the people what we want, Zach. Give us what we want. Um, I am thankful for every single reporter who has in some way or another suggested Seb will return to driving. 
because it is fueling my delusion that he will. And it also makes me feel less alone that there are other people that are also jumping through hoops to be like, no, he will come back. And this is how I know it. It makes me feel like, um, you know, when Swifties have, uh, you know, the fans that like pick up all the Easter eggs. Every time there's an article where it's like, Jensen Button said he's going to start driving with Seb. And then Jensen's like, I didn't even mention Seb in this interview. I'm like, that is me, (laughs) though. Jumping through to conclusions. Leaping to conclusions. He, like, blinked three times and he's like, that meant Seb. He's S-E-B. Yeah. Not even, like, real Morse code. He just blinked three times. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, Yeah, maybe we need to add to the list of things that F1 likes. Money scandal rumors delusion yeah was there another there might have been another one but the those are the main things we love (laughs) oh yeah oh i will be in denial till the day i die that it's like next year he's coming back (laughs) (laughs) um i am grateful for this podcast for being a part of this podcast but even more specifically I'm very grateful for tinfoil hat time and I want it to continue to make more a dirty air will, will always have a special place in my heart, but tinfoil hat time is leading into the delusion that we were just talking about. This is, yeah, these two are one and the same. Uh, Tinfoil hat time is just one of our greatest segments and there will be plenty, plenty more, I'm sure, especially as we get deeper into the coming off season and start losing our minds slightly more. We're going to have to have whole, whole episodes of just tinfoil hat time. Yeah. It'll be like wait. Jamie's tinfoil hat time. <laughs> just going to just spew yeah. every ridiculous thought I have. Well, and then also going into like, there's a lot of driver contracts up in 2024. Our tinfoil hat times, our brains are not going to be able to process. This, yeah, next Formula One season, when we pick back up, when we start getting to silly season, Tinfoil Hat Time and Dirty Air are going to be back with a vengeance, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Going off of that, though, um, I am thankful that this year's silly season didn't claim any of my favorite drivers. (laughs) That's a really good one. (laughs) My three favorite drivers, or four favorite drivers, Top four. Last Name them. Carlos, Daniel, Seb, Mick. So I had a tough time last silly season. I came through unscathed this year so far. I mean, yeah. We still don't know. We haven't heard anything about Logan. He's the only seat we haven't heard about. But Yeah, he's the only one. Hopefully we'll hear soon. I'm hoping. P7. Cross her fingers. He's, yeah, he's doing great. We love the American King. Um, You brought up Jensen, and I would also like to bring up Jensen because I am grateful for him. I am grateful for his expressions whenever Danica Patrick says anything. (laughs) (laughs) When he just just looks into the camera like he's on the office. This is him. This is him. Yep. Ready? Ready? Pretend you're you're Danny Patrick, but you're gonna be over there. Start talking. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Jensen. I know that actually didn't play well for podcasts, but if you watch us on YouTube, you'll be able to see what I just yeah. did. Okay, 
you watch us on YouTube, you also see that we're both wearing buns today. Bun we're day. Bun, bun day. I hope everybody is doing their washing schedule. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah podcast Jensen did not line up with either of our washing schedules. Can you tell? <laughs> no, it's because Thanksgiving. We got to make sure we look good on Thanksgiving. Exactly. Exactly. Um, next thing I'm thankful for, and I hope it continues forever and ever and ever. It's one of my new favorite things, actually, is uh, Max's hater era. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to be more of a hater. You know, Max should really just start, like, every, just start saying what you're thinking. Stop being so quiet. Yeah. Just let him hear it. Because I love yeah. it. I love it. Even when I don't agree with what he says, I just enjoy it. Yeah, I also love how he just like also he, he does it and he just like doesn't care. Like he was asked about people booing him and he's like, I'm on a the podium whose yeah. whose name's attached to that record now that I just broke. He like is like, I don't care. Yeah. James um Coker, the TikTok Love him. He had um he had he posted where he was like, I think this is actually making Max's like dominant dominant era more fun because he's showing more of like how he feels and he's being a little bit more honest. And I completely agree. I'm like, I am so in now. Like I this is so you're hilarious, Max. And please keep talking about how much you hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's spectacular. Do you want to do two more? Sure. Okay. I am grateful for, I had a lot, so I got to narrow these down. I am grateful for Daniel saying that Shara would be the one that gets married in Vegas because he likes relationships. <laughs> <laughs> the best is when he was like, oh no, is that bad to say? <laughs> yeah. Is that bad? Um, then we'll leave it at that. Fabulous. I am thankful for, similar to your first one, I'm thankful for the Singapore Grand Prix, where my bestie, my guy, number 55, won, and up until, we won't know for sure until end of next weekend, but so far is the only non-Red Bull driver to win a race this season. Which is crazy. Pow. Crazy. That was, oh, Singapore was good, man. Mm -hmm. Singapore was so good. I also had Singapore in mind, but it was because of the ice baths. It wasn't because. <laughs> oh my God. Like McLaren put ducks in their ice baths. And then one time, um, I think it was Lando had a, they did a dry ice and it looked like a cauldron and it looked sick. And I thought it was so cool. Um, but yeah, the content that came out of the ice baths was so funny. Um, I will end on this one. And say, yeah, I'm going to do an unhinged one. Um, TikTok fan fiction. You guys <laughs> lean into the best tropes. You got the arranged marriage. You have the brother's best friend. You have the enemies to lovers. And I think they're so creative. I think they pop up on my TikTok all the time. And you guys pick great music. You guys have you lead into the madness, which is just F1 and a spectacular job. Very amazing. Thank you for, for, for it. Thank you. Just thank you. Full agreement. Full agreement. <laughs> Shout out to the TikTok fan fiction writers. You y'all are real ones. 
<laughs> We're gonna do a fan fiction episode. We have yeah. to. We'll we'll give you like the classic ones where it's like you know there's always it's it's all it's always like she's a driver or she's like the daughter of Toto. Daughter or of Toto like, or Christian Horner has been a one I'm seeing a lot lately. Yeah, daughter of Christian. There's just like all of the tropes, and it's yeah. Or yeah, you're a nepo baby. <laughs> Um, it's spectacular. Thank you for it. Definitely, it brings a smile to my face every day because I see them. It's, a, it's so day. great when one comes up and you're like, uh, "What could possibly be happening next in this, or what could possibly have preceded what's currently happening yeah. in the like part that I just scrolled to on my <laughs> You're like, I have not followed this through. I'm so confused, but I am so engrossed, and it's hilarious. It's it's amazing. just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I, I will close us out with um, I am thankful that this weekend is the last race week for the SF23 and the W14. Good riddance. Good riddance. Good riddance to the 2023 Ferrari and to the 2023 Mercedes. May next year be better for both. Yeah, they got to just go back, I think. Old schematics. Yeah, Ferrari should just go back to the F-175. And what, yeah, then uh, is it the W-10 or the W-11? W-11. W-11. W-11, I mean, that's right. regulations are different, but we will see. Hopefully they'll do better. Um, But as I just alluded to, we have Abu Dhabi this weekend. Should be very interesting. I love Abu Dhabi. Great race. Yeah, night race. Exciting. Another night race. Another night race, not at in the middle of the night. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. I don't. I don't know what time it is local time, but I don't think it's like middle of the night. Yeah. Um, but so it should be a very fun close to the season, final race weekend. Hopefully, we hear about Logan. Um, if not, then sometime soon. Hopefully, um, and. Enjoy your Thanksgiving if you are in America or if you are planning to celebrate wherever you are in the world. We will talk to you next week. Love you, bye. You said it like it was a question. Well, I was wondering <laughs> if you were done. I didn't know if you wanted to add anything. Um, just, yeah, to those celebrating, have a great Thanksgiving. We do love you, and we are thankful for everybody who listens. Yes. Thankful, yeah. thankful Thank for you. all of you. That's our final thankful. That is our, that should, should, we should have said that. Cut that around. Or <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. It was implied that we were thankful for you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it, it was implied. It was so super implied, but we are very thankful. Um, yeah. Have a great week, week everybody. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Bye.